Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll, where we unpack scripture using the rich tradition of the church. I'm your host, John Brayer, and in this episode, I'm joined by Father Paul, who will be reflecting on his favorite passage from Philippians. Welcome to The Lamb and the Scroll for today. Today, I am joined by Father Paul. Father Paul, thanks for taking time to chat with me today. Yeah, John, thanks for having me uh, join you. I've just been here at Divine Child now for a little over a month, and what a great place to be. I've been a priest now for four years, and I heard so many good things about Divine Child, about the school and the parish as a whole, and I, I got to say, it's been, it's been living up to its uh, reputation, and, uh, and then some, so really blessed. That's great to hear. So this is your second assignment as a priest, is that right? Right. So I was at, I was assigned to Our Lady of Sorrows in Farmington. I was there for the last four years and I, yeah, been a priest now for four years. So I was there with a school. They had a K through eight and really enjoyed spending time in the school with the kids, getting to know them, um, eating lunch with them, answering their questions, having school mass. And it was, a, it was a good experience. So get to continue that here and, uh, and with the high school. Well, we're looking forward to working with you um, and are obviously happy that you're here. So yeah. on this podcast, one of the things that I've, I've done is I've invited people to join me to share one of their favorite, if not their favorite, uh, Bible verse or passage or quote, uh, yeah. and then offer some reflection on it. So could you start by telling us which one you've chosen and yeah. then read it for us? Yeah, so I have always kind of liked uh, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians as a whole. It's a good... Uh, uplifting letter and then specifically uh, verses four through seven so saint paul writes rejoice in the lord always i shall say it again rejoice your kindness should be known to all the lord is near have no anxiety at all but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving make your requests known to god then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it's, uh, it's such a rich and like, man, when you're going through a rough time or when, you know, we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic and we don't know what tomorrow holds, what next week holds, you know, reading this for me has definitely been um, very hopeful. Um, and and St. Paul here, for me, I mean, he's teaching us how to pray, you know. So many times, you know, in my life, you know, you express all this stuff to the Lord and, you know, Lord, help me do this or Lord, I need that. Um, but here, I mean, and that's definitely a part of prayer. Um, but like St. Paul here, I mean, especially with this notion of praying with thanksgiving, I think that is so important. It, it's really uh, necessary. Um, I mean, being thankful to the Lord, even when things are what seems like our darkest time in our life, being grateful and thanking God for the specific things we have. You know, what that does uh, is it keeps us, it reminds, we remind ourselves that God has given us our life. He's given us salvation. He's given us our family and our friends and our well-being and as bad as things are that keeps our hearts open to the lord 
and it acknowledges that he is able to take this situation, whatever it is, worldwide pandemic, whatever, and do good things with it. Um, that's what God does. He takes bad situations and he's so good, he's so powerful that he draws from them uh, goodness and through them we see, I mean, for example, we see in the cross, you know, it's the death of God. You know, human, human beings murdered God and how evil was that? That's a pretty dark moment, probably the darkest moment in human history. But God uses that to save us, <laughs> to forgive us. So Thanksgiving, being grateful to the Lord, it's, it, it keeps our hearts open. You know, when we're ungrateful, we just kind of get turned in towards ourselves. And we just kind of, you know, take everything for granted. And then we just get frustrated with the way things turn out. But being grateful is looking outside of ourselves and acknowledging somebody else and what they've done and what they've given to us. And that keeps us hopeful for the future and it gives us peace and it gives us uh, strength to be able to weather whatever it is that we're going through. I mean, God doesn't really always take us out of bad situations, but he uses them and leaves us in them for building up our strength and our uh, using it to greater fulfill our conversion in our hearts. So I had a priest once tell me in uh, the sacrament of reconciliation that especially during my prayer following the sacrament yeah, that I should start with giving thanks. And he said, no one who gives thanks can truly be upset or angry or frustrated, or at least not in that particular moment. And he said that that's like one of the things he always recommends in prayer is to start with giving thanks. So it's interesting yeah. that you bring that up for that exact reason that especially during these crazy times, giving thanks for what we do have is an interesting way to start to at least in a small way, change the perspective. Yeah. Um, you also mentioned something that made me think of uh, the end of the, the book of uh, Genesis where Joseph is speaking to his brothers and he says what you meant uh, for evil. And I'm paraphrasing here, but what you meant for evil, God meant for good to achieve the salvation of many. Yeah. And just that great reflection that you shared there, which is that God can use even these crazy times to work some good, even though we might not perceive what it is. And so I love that reflection as well. And you also mentioned something that I wanted to ask a follow-up question about, which is at the very beginning of your reflection on this passage from Philippians. Um, you mentioned that there are some of the signposts to prayer in this particular passage and, and reflected on that a little bit. But I think a lot of the students that we work with, especially at the high school level, always come back to this question, even if they don't acknowledge they're asking it, somewhere deep down, they're, they're interested in this question of how do I pray? Like if I just sit down and, and I want to pray, whether I'm at adoration, on my own, with my family, whatever it is, what are some of the basic principles of praying? And in a sense, that's what the, the, uh, the disciples asked Jesus as well. But could you share a few of your reflections or just yeah. even one um, yeah. about what do we do to pray? Yeah. I mean, prayer has been described as just having a conversation with, with God and God, uh, he calls us his friend. So we're talking to our our friend, our best friend, really. That's what, who God is meant to be. Uh, I mean, he lives within us and he died for us and he loves us more than anybody else that we could ever know, of course. So talking to God, there, there's no um, right or wrong way. You know, just, I mean, 
everybody has their own personalities and their own styles of relating to people. And so everybody's going to have a different, a little bit different of approach to how they pray. So, um, but in general, yeah, prayer is just talking to the Lord from whatever is in your heart. And, and of course, that's going to be thanking him for the things that, you know, like I mentioned and, and acknowledging, you know, Lord, you know, I had a tough day today. You know, this happened. This was said to me. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, um, I did some things that were not um, very holy or whatever. And, you know, I'm sorry for having done those things. And, and of course, um, as you tell your, your family and your friends, you know, uh, I love you. You know, they express that, you know, God, uh, I love you. And I, and just kind of, so there's like this sense of talking to the Lord as a friend, you know, and, and like the basics of just you know, like a relationship. And I mean, this is a unique relationship because God is, well, he, there's only one God. And, um, but then also it's good to practice, I think, listening just in silence, like, we're so used to like, when we think about praying, we think about what I need and I'm going to go tell God about it. And then, I mean, that might be it. I don't know. And that, that's not necessarily bad, but it can, we can go richer and deeper and, and um, kind of just sit in silence and like try to not listen with our ears, but listen with our hearts, you know, what, what's going on inside of me and what, are the feelings that God could be raising up within me to communicate, you know, what, what uh, he would have me do in whatever situation or what he would have me do to um, cut these things out of my life that he would rather me not have or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. As you're describing that, I'm thinking back to our first reading from this past Sunday where we hear, uh, this story of all these loud noises, but God was not in the loud noises. And it's only in that whisper at the end. Yeah, that yeah. only perceived by doing exactly what you just described, which was entering into the silence yeah. uh, and, and listening, not just with our ears, but I like how you phrase it with our hearts as well. It's a, a good little phrase. Yeah, we, when, we are, when we're going through um, the seminary to become priests, uh, we, we, we always did at least every year a week-long ret- week retreat. And it was always a silent retreat. So we'd get together and like pray um, specific times of the day and have mass. So there's like the, you know, the more like kind of uh, formal prayer is what it's called. Uh, and in group prayer, so you, everybody, you know, we're speaking with our mouths and we're hearing the scriptures. And then there's always times that we're meant to go and just go off somewhere. I don't know, usually they get like uh, kind of out in the country. So you walk in the woods, whatever, nice, peaceful setting, and just be by yourself. Just walk around and just kind of listen like uh, um, Elijah did uh, to that small little whisper that's always there. <laughs> God's always whispering. So it's, it, it's, and it's a practice. It's kind of like uh, a muscle, you know? Uh, the, um, sometimes... Our muscles work good when we feel like we can, we're listening to God well, and sometimes we haven't tried to listen in a long time, and it's kind of difficult. It's kind of awkward just sitting there not feeling anything, and it's like, what, what's going on? But, you know, if you stick with it and you're faithful to it, 
it becomes more natural and ordinary, I guess, to sit there and just not do anything, not really think about anything and not be telling God things, but just waiting and listening for him to do his thing. So it takes practice. <laughs> One of my favorite pieces of advice for adoration is just do less. Just sit yeah. there and that's it. Just do less. And there's a lot of good things you can quote unquote do during adoration, whether it's, you know, memorize prayers or whatever it is, but sometimes just doing less and just being in the presence of God is all that adoration needs. Like it, that's all it needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. There is one story. Oh gosh. I think it was, I could be wrong, but St. John Vianney, uh, who is, who's the patron saint of priests. I could be definitely wrong. Who, which priest it was. But anyways, he walks into the, his little chapel in this little tiny town in ours in Southern France. And there's this gentleman there and he comes in all the time. He's just this farmer and, and he notices this going on for a long time. And one day I think he just asks him, you know, what, when you come in here, like what, what is it that you do <laughs> and or pray about or whatever. And I think his response was, I come in and I look at the Lord and the Lord looks at me. And like, that was it. <laughs> that was it. In a nutshell. That adoration. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that brings us to a good point to end this discussion for today. So Father Paul, I want to really thank you for taking time um, out of your day to, to meet with me um, and look forward to your service at the, uh, at the parish and at the school in the coming yeah. years. Yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Would you uh, conclude with prayer for us? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for this day. Uh, and we thank you and praise you for the gift of life that you've given us in your Son, who has saved us from our sins. And we ask you to keep us close to you, fill us with your peace, and lead us and guide us as we go about our days, especially in this difficult time. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.